Today, I'm going to share something which is a passion for me, and I believe it is a passion on God's heart. And why do I say it is a passion on God's heart? It is a passion on God's heart because God wants us to know Him more. Amen. 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 He wants us to know Him more and more on a daily basis. Amen. We cannot just settle for the knowledge of God for yesterday because there's always new manner every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to share with you, I'm going to, my, I'm going to take my scripture from Matthew 16, verse 13 to 19. This is a very interesting scripture, and I believe a few of you or most of you know this scripture. It's about, it's when Jesus was speaking to his disciples on their way to Caesarea Philippi. Verse 13 starts with, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Amen. Amen. It's really interesting that the first question that Jesus asked his disciples was, who do men say that I am? It's quite interesting because as I meditated on these, I began to realize that there are so many of us who only know Jesus by what other people have said. Amen. We only know who Jesus is based on other people's preaching. Uh, listen to me, I'm not saying don't listen to messages and don't listen to, or don't go to meetings, but I'm just saying to you that what's interesting here is that when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? They were quick to tell Jesus who everyone else says that he is. Isn't that amazing? And I can go through this room or even those watching on internet or Zoom and say, who is Jesus to you? And many will tell me or some will tell me what other people have said of Jesus, but not of what they know personally about Jesus. Am I making sense? But this is what Jesus did next. He turned to his own disciples and then asked them the same question. But this time, the question is directed at the disciples. It's now personal. Jesus is now saying to them, who do you say that I, the Son of Man, is? And as I look through that scripture, I could have heard a pin drop because it was like there was silence. They've been with Jesus for probably two years or more, but they were still thinking, who is this Jesus? Amen. Or are you at that place? Are you at that point 
where you're still struggling, you're still asking yourself questions. I've come to church, I've listened to all messages, I've stand in the prayer line, I've lifted up my hands and I've said, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. But the question is, who is Jesus to you? How much do you know Jesus? Hallelujah. Then Simon Peter in verse 16 now says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And I want to confidently say to you today that the church is built on this revelation of who Christ is. It is therefore of utmost importance to us as Christians and believers to know Jesus more than anything else. Are you getting me? We need to know Jesus, this Jesus we serve, this Jesus who is our Lord and Savior. We need to know him more than anything else. I was at a meeting and I listened to someone say this. He said, we read the Bible through from Genesis to Revelation all through the year. It was quite interesting and I smiled because inside of me, the question I asked myself, okay, you read the Bible through, but how much of the God of the Bible do you know? Are you getting me? We do not read the Bible to know the Bible. Okay? How many of you have a television manual? Okay, we all use mobile phones. How many of you have a manual for your mobile phones? How many of you study your manual to know the manual of the mobile phone? You don't, do you? You study the manual, you read the manual so that you can know the product. And I want to submit to you today that the reason why we read the Bible is to know the God of the Bible. Am I making sense? We don't just read it so that it can become a badge of honor that I read the Bible through in a year. I did that for years and then it began to dawn on me that no, I need to know the God of the Bible. I need to know Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you realize that when Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus, Ephesus, when you read from Ephesians 1.15, his prayer was that they will know Jesus. I'll just quickly read Ephesians 1 from verse 15. Therefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. Amen. In the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. So we can see from this scripture 
that Paul's prayer for Ephesians church was to have a revelation of who God is. When we know him, we will understand the call for our lives. When we know him, we will understand why we have been saved and kept on this earth. When we know him, we will understand that our existence is not just to be in buildings and hear messages as good as that is. We will understand that there are many people out there who need to hear the message also, who need to hear the good news also. That is why we have been kept on this earth. Am I making sense, people of God? Sometimes my messages are not palatable. But you know something? I just want to say what I believe God is saying to me. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Paul went on to pray for them. And this is what he said in that verse 17. This is what I want you to know, is that to know Christ is a vital pursuit for us as believers. Not to know a pastor, not to know a prophet, but to know Christ. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of who? Of him. Amen. Not of a denomination. Not of a prophet, not of a pastor, but to know him. I know when we know him, there will be stability in our lives. Oh, people of God, I want you to understand something. That when Paul heard of the faith of the Ephesians church, his prayer was that they will know Christ. Because knowing him will bring a revelation of his purpose for your lives. The knowledge of him will bring meaning into your existence. The knowledge of him will bring maturity into your Christian walk. Do you know his plans for your life? Do you know his plans for your family? Do you know his plans for your community? Do you know his plans? In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you. By the time you go to 12, 11, 13, he says, when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. And do you know why he said that? It's because he wants us to know him. We have focused so much on knowing man, but knowing little of the one who died for us. The one who brought us out of the murray clay and set our feet upon the rock. And I want to challenge us and me today that the knowledge of him will bring strength into our inner man. And when Paul continued his message to to the church in Ephesus, in Ephesians 4, verse 16 to 19, he says, still we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The more we know him, the more we come to the fullness of Christ. And then he goes on to say that we should no longer be children, Tossed to and fro 
and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the coiny craftiness of deceitful plotting. When we know him, there will be stability in our Christian work. When we know him, the more we know him, the more matured we'll become. Hallelujah. Amen. There are many people today who glory in their so-called success of big ministry. They, they make their achievements the focus of knowledge of God. But I want to read a scripture to you today in Jeremiah 29, 23 to 24. This scripture actually challenged me about knowing more of him. He says in, in Jeremiah 9, 23, he says, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Amen. That I am the Lord exercising love and kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. The Lord delights in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord delights in the knowledge of him. In 2 Peter, Peter goes on to pray. For, to say, he says, for 2 Peter 3, 17 to 18, he says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Grow. Grow in the Amen. knowledge. So there's a constant pursuit of knowing him. Amen. Hallelujah. When Jesus prayed in John 17, in verse 3, he says this, and this is eternal life, that they may know you. So you can see as you look through scripture, if Jesus himself can pray for us that we may know him, why are we not pursuing the, pursuing the knowledge of him? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, praise you, Jesus. Paul goes on again in Philippians 3, 10, 11. And this is what he says. He says, that I may know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. I realize that with the, with the pandemic starting in 2020, I realize that the biggest thing we were, most of us were afraid of was death. It wasn't the it wasn't the, it wasn't the COVID. <laughs> but what Paul is saying here that I may know him. Amen. Amen. And what he was saying was that to know him to the extent of knowing that even when I die, I'll rise again. Hallelujah. What Paul was saying there was that I want to know this Jesus. And Paul was writing this letter whilst he was in prison. But he still wanted to know Christ. He still wanted to know him more. Amen. The more I want to know him, I find out that sometimes my laziness does not allow me to pursue him as much as I want. You know the good thing? No one is lazy here. <laughs> So you all pursue after him. But what I want to say to you is that Paul, with every achievement, everything he had achieved, still got to that point where he said, I have not attained it. But one thing I do, I keep pressing on. 
I keep pressing on until I have laid my hands on that which Christ actually laid hold of me. How many of you here today can boldly say to me, that is what my, that is my greatest desire, to know him. Paul had the best CV. His CV was enough to get him into any synagogue. But he said, with all of this, I call it as rubbish so that I may continue my pursuit. To know him, that has to be our greatest desire. I don't have anything against conferences. I don't have anything against meetings. I don't have anything against all of that. But when you leave those conferences and you leave those meetings, you need to be a better person. You need to be a stronger Christian. You need to be a Christian that is pursuing and say, because I've come out of that conference, I've come out of that meeting, I need to keep pursuing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Most of us, after success, successes, we feel that we've arrived. We pray for someone, they fall on the ground, they shake, we feel, oh, ooh, I'm the, I'm the new man of God in town. No. Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. He saw miracles after miracles, what God had done. But when they came to, when we come to Exodus 33 and God says he will not go with them, that he will send an angel. Moses said, no, 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 no. I'm not satisfied with that. I want you to come with me. How many of you will be satisfied with just, oh, an angel goes with you? There's got to be more to God. We've got to pursue him until we lay hold of him. We're too satisfied. And I'm challenging me. And I'm saying, Roland, there's more to God. And I'm saying to you also, there is more to God. There is more to God. If the shadow of Peter could heal the sick, what is the difference between you and I and Peter in the Bible? If Paul could send handkerchief from his body to to, to heal people, what is the difference? The difference is that Paul said, I want to know him. I want to know him more. If Jesus in John 14 verse 12 says to us, most assuredly I say to you, whosoever believes in me, the same work I did, he will do also. Even greater works than this. Are you and I not believers in the name of Jesus? We are. But we need to know him. We need to keep pursuing. We need to keep knowing him. Because when we know him, the more we know him, the more we will understand why we're still on this earth. Amen. Amen. Someone said something. He said, God is too big to ignore. He is so close to avoid. So how much of God are you avoiding? Or how much of God are you trying to ignore? You cannot ignore him. You cannot avoid him because he loves you. He cares about you. And he cares about other people out there. And he wants to use you and I to touch lives. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. 
Oh, praise you, Jesus. The Bible says those who know their God will do exploit. Hallelujah. God wants to use you and I to do exploit. God wants to use you in Kensington Temple to, 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 to radicalize this area. Why is it that other faith alone are the one radicalizing the nation? Why can't you and I? That's why Paul said, I want to know him up to the point of death. Amen. I want to know him. I know something. Jesus said to Peter, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I want to say to you that the only person who can reveal Jesus to you is the Holy Spirit. Amen. The more you draw closer to him, the more you, 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 you romance with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The more you tell him how much you love him, you tell him how much. Listen, God wants to do great things for us. And that's my confidence. And that's why I'm pursuing the knowledge of him more than ever before. And I want to close, in, I want to close with this. That when you get to the point where you know him, you will sound like Job. In Job 2 verse 1. Then Job answered and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please let me speak. You said I will question you and you will answer me. I have heard of you in the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. What will happen is when you see, when you begin to know the magnitude of God, when you begin to know how big God is, when you begin to know how loving this God is, when you begin to know how caring this God is, when you begin to know that He is the one that is with you when you go through the fire. He is the one that goes through when you're within challenges. You'll be able to say, I have come to that place where you are my rock. Yeah. You are the glory and the lifter yeah. of my head. You're my hiding place. We need to come to a place where we know him. And we can only know him better day by day as we draw closer. I'm closer to him. Amen. It's one thing to sing, I want to overflow. There was a day I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm tired of singing how beautiful you are. I do not just want to sing how beautiful. I want to actually see your beauty Amen. so that when I sing it, it will make more sense to me. Amen. It will not be because someone wrote it. It will be because I'm singing it yes. from deep within my spirit knowing you are beautiful. Are you getting me? He is beautiful. He is wonderful. But how much of him do you know? Let tonight be the beginning of a journey in saying, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you more.